I feel like one of the things that I took away the most is kind of this idea of shifting like the heart posture or mindset of like it's not necessarily what we accomplish in life but about who we become and about like our character and I think that that's something that is countercultural in like the world in general but also kind of in cultural Christianity and right now of like I don't know like wanting to gain status in like even in the Christian walk or like in your marriage or whatever and I think what Greg was saying is like it becomes easier to have balance when you can say no but like you can only really say no to good things or seemingly important things when you have like this heart posture that it's not about accomplishing more or doing more but it's like about growing your character and deepening the relationships that God has already given you hmm. yeah did did you ever listening to his response did you ever have the question come up of what exactly is ministry because like it's talked about all the time and you hear someone who's been through ministry and who has spent years right in this quote-unquote ministry and the way they talk about it it's like i'm missing something of what ministry is like i was taught ministry is this doing something overseas ministry is doing something with an organization and it's it what is ministry exactly did you ever have that question pop up to you when you listen to the interview of Greg <laughs> yeah and I feel like I think that's a really good question and I think when he was talking about that psalm 46 verse is mm -hmm. what brought that up for me and I think also kind of answered it in some way um I don't know you might be you'll probably be able to add more to it but I think just like the idea that we I think we've misdefined ministry as like doing all these different things um so that like we can honor God or we can build God's kingdom or whatever and in that verse it just says like no like be still and know that i'm god and then i'll be exalted among the nations and mm -hmm. so i think it's like we have it flipped and we can tend to be like instead of being still we're like no we have to run around and we have to do 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 and almost act like we're god in order to like build god's kingdom and have god be exalted but it's it's actually the exact opposite i don't know what mm -hmm. do you think yeah, it draws the connection between life and relationships and ministry. And what is, is there separation between the two, right? Because God is very involved and personal um, with our lives, but yet isn't ministry supposed to be the same way? Like God is in control. Um, yeah, I, I kept on wrestling with like the, the question of, well, how much control do I have in my ministry? How perfect do I have to be at it? Um, what is this idea of ministry that I have in my head that I'm going to uh, do certain things to make this outcome happen, right? Or this and that. And it's humbling to think that, oh, wait, God is God. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, 
ministry is 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 so important and but sometimes it's it's just a word <laughs> like thrown over to make everything a little bit more complicated mm. and i i think that relationships and living with god is the basis of ministry and i kind of got mm -hmm. that from greg's interview right like he when talking about his ministry and did marriage enhance your ministry and then it's like well then that's where the conflation gets like well what is ministry like life with God and my relationships with other people, like, wait, that is my, like that in quote unquote ministry. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like a part of how God wove us together and who we are and the relationships that we have with people. Yeah. And it makes you definitely question like, just plain and simply, what is ministry? And do I get to ministry one day or am I already doing it and I'm missing it? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like that kind of connects to what he was saying about how he met people who were on the mission field, like meaning in living overseas, doing full-time ministry who should have never been there because they were miserable and I feel like that just connects to what you're saying in the sense that like we can we surrounding the word ministry can be like well how do I perfect myself or like what is my version of what is the version of ministry that like I was raised with because I mean for me like I thought that I had to move overseas and be a full-time missionary for it to count until like yeah recently <laughs> you know and I feel like what we're learning from this is that like ministry and life and marriage and all of it it's just it's like all interconnected and it's all happening right now and it can happen mm -hmm. wherever you are and it's about it's not necessarily about where you go or what you're doing but it's about how God is growing your character and like using you in the relationships that you're already in yeah oh no definitely yeah like you know i hear about like greg talking about you know there's people overseas um who we saw as missionaries and they were miserable and i think about my friends who uh love jesus and they and they're they they find themselves miserable mm. and i just and I know there's a lot of, you know, there's suffering in life and there, there's different things, but it gets me asking the question of like, have we got ministry confused? Like, can we find joy in the relationships that we have right now with other people right. and count it as ministry? Like, um, you know, I've been, an example is I was at, I was in YWAM at Yosemite and I went to Greece and everything and for my, um, you know, my outreach phase and all that good stuff. And I, I, I was miserable 90% of the time. And the 10% of the time when I wasn't miserable, I was hanging out. And I missed it. Like I missed what it was, what the whole purpose of, 
it was the whole purpose of the whole trip was of, of of even the six months that I spent there right when I was three months in YWAM I was always thinking about going overseas and then when I was overseas I was always thinking about being back home and it's just that I missed it just in those small moments where I realized that I was talking to friends from different places and, and different spots in life and we were relating to each other and having great conversations and that that was the 10 percent in which i realized this this is ministry like and it's not over glorified to this thing of this idea that we have for ministry in our head or that at least i have in my head as ministry and i'm trying to get over it but it's tough like mm-hmm. it's very tough you know that the people that go overseas are the missionaries and then that's the ministry. And those are the people that are successful at ministry, you know? And I'm starting to realize that there's a, there's so many people that do ministry well, wherever they are yeah, because they love people well. Yeah. I feel like it's a, it's like a values thing. Like we, maybe like in our culture of Christianity, we value certain images or versions of like what ministry looks like. And we tend to exclude like what you were saying, just like the friends right in front of us or your own spouse or your own kids. Like that stuff is not the glorified version of like doing outreach, quote unquote. And so we overlook it. And I think that's a huge part of why, like so many of those areas of full-time, like people who are in full-time ministry, those areas of their lives tend to be lacking a lot of the time or like falling apart or because they've been pushed aside because our culture has said that's not as valuable because we don't like we don't all see it and it may, it doesn't feel as good. You know what I mean? Because those are the people you're with day in and day out. And it's over mm-hmm. the course of a lifetime versus maybe like a one-time experience of something amazing. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think there's a response to this question, which is like, I'm not an expert on intercultural studies and, all that stuff but the the question of successful ministry Mm -hmm. right like even even the phrase of that question shows motives and it shows what is valued right it's not just a ministry but it's a successful ministry what what does that mean yeah and listening to greg it's like truly grasps right like he he almost redefines the question of successful ministry Exactly. And it's, and I think that's necessary, yeah. you know, to redefine what successful ministry is. Yeah. That reminds me of um, when I was in my leadership class last week and we were, our assignment or whatever was to make a list of things that we envision for our future in like spiritual life, career, all, all these different categories and I know for a fact that like a couple years back my answers would have been about like 
moving overseas and doing like a certain type of ministry or writing a book about something spiritual or like speaking at conferences or whatever, like those types of things. And then like the only things I could come up with last week in class were like, um, (laughs) I want to still be walking with the Lord faithfully, like when I'm 80. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like, I want to still be happy in my marriage. Like, obviously I know it's not going to be easy, but like just that, like just still be faithful and like committed Mm -hmm. to it still being happy. And, and I was like, just, I don't know, for me, the value in it was like measured more by like how my kids will feel when they get home from school. (laughs) And like, they just like, how, how do my kids feel in my own home is like how I'm measuring success more than like, how many books am I going to publish? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. I, uh, I just, I just, I, I don't know. I think about, I think about faith and hope and people who have not lost that through years and years of following Christ mm-hmm. through different seasons, through different relationships with people. Right. And it's the people that keep that at the forefront that I just, I don't know what it is. It's just something inside me that says, yeah, that's what I want. Like, I don't know, like that, that is ministry. Like they've done it for years, day in and day out. And after all of it, hope and faith and love are still at the forefront, like basic principles, right? Like they're not forgotten. Like they're, they're just at the front of everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, maybe I don't know what successful ministry is, but whatever it is, that's what I want. Right. Right. That I, I just, and I think that's so important. Um, yeah. Like there's, there's so many stories, you know, you hear people of great faith, and 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 really some of them some i don't know some of the stories just suck but at the at, at the end of it they're just like their faith shows you know and the story's just kind of sad and there's a ton of suffering and and it just sucks like you know like in, in maccabees with the seven sons and they just like suffer and they're just like getting tortured and it just sucks like you're like what the heck yeah but all you can think about is their hope and their faith in christ yeah and it's like what is going on with these people and hope and faith and love, love for the king that was torturing them. And it's just, it's, it's only from heaven. Like that, it it is only from heaven. And yeah, like I just, I I just, I guess I'm just baffled by those things. I think it's baffling how like plain and simple it is, you know, Mm -hmm. like, really like that we we talk about balance and we talk about sustainability and those are like buzzwords but people have been doing this since like the very beginning of the church or whatever and it's like just really keeping like the main value of our hearts and our lives like our intimacy with God and 
obedience to him and Mm -hmm. just the really simple things and then all of these other pieces of life just like fall into place accordingly when that's like the first thing yeah oh and and it's crazy like like so jesus he when 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 he started his ministry you know it's like the basic bible school uh a kid knows his answer right you're 30 around 30 years old when he started his ministry you know three years then led to the cross and it's like all this teaching and all this stuff we get, you know, aside from, well, I guess we don't get any teaching when he stopped at the, when he was uh, like 12 years old and, you know, his parents left him and then he was in the synagogue teaching all the people, which is insane, but you know, we don't, we don't get much of what he was teaching, but then we, we skipped to when he's 30. Right. And when he's 30, he hasn't gone in to these things that are like, like they're in depth. Right. But, but at their, at their core, it's about love. Mm -hmm. It's about hope. It's about faith in himself because he's the Messiah, (laughs) but he, he hasn't like in a way he's gone deeper with that, but he, in 30 years, he's never moved on from that. Yeah. He like, and it's not, you know, like it's crazy because it's like, you know, at 20 something years old. So for me, I'm, I'm 23 years old. And I study this thing, this, this Bible thing. And I study Jesus's life. And I just ask myself, like, am I like, am I sticking to what Jesus stuck to? Yeah. Or am I making it more? Mm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good, for me, it's a humbling question to ask. Yeah. After 30 years, Jesus stuck to the core beliefs. 